Let me now welcome the CEO of the of the Water Chamber, Leroy uh, Benoit, who joins us now on the line. Thank you very much for your time with us, uh, Leroy, on on these issues here, and and help help us understand what, what some of the the issues are here. When Rand Water is saying, "No, no, we we're doing okay. We've had some issues, but in fact, we're doing all right." Um, and it's it's in fact municipalities here, um, who who need to account. Who should we believe? Well, ho- hopefully the listeners, good morning to you and the listeners, hopefully the listeners will, 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 will believe what I'm going to put on the table because we, we, we're politically unaligned. We're here for business and we need uh, water security to uh, carry, carry on business in South Africa. So um, we, we unfortunately have a perfect storm. So the, there's, there's, there's quite a few things and, and the hot weather being the last straw actually broke the camel's back. But how, do you, how did that happen? So if you have a look at it, Rand Water provides bulk water, and that was eloquently uh, presented yesterday, and they provide bulk to cities. And um, their system is, generally speaking, available 80% of the time. And what they call non-revenue water, which is water that is um, uh, not built. So most 90% is physical leaks and the balance is a bit of theft and a bit of administration. Mm. Um, they said theirs, I think, was below the 7%, which is well within acceptable norms. So the problem doesn't lie there. They have had issues with power supply and, and the likes, um, and, and, uh, but, but that, that to me is, is, is just one of, one, of the, one of the factors. If you look at the cities, the cities are losing 40%, so Johannesburg has stated 40% in physical leaks. So rainwater pumps to a reservoir, and every 100 liters it pumps there, what happens is the municipalities, let's take Joburg Water now, uh, which is utility within the municipality, takes that 100 liters and delivers 60 liters through to its consumers. And must remember, it's not just um, houses, it's also industry and commerce and, and government. So only 60 liters gets to the customer. So where does the 40 liter go? The 40 liter is lost, and this is purely what we call physical leaks because the system is old. It was mm. supposed to be replaced decades ago. And you do that progressively over time and we've underspent and the arrears is 23 billion rand. That's Johannesburg's number, 23 billion rand. Rand waters, and that's for six and a half million people. Rand waters total projects for the next five years in rejuvenation and extending and increasing capacity in its network, uh, which, which is 3000 kilometers, but it's big, big pipelines is 28 billion. So it's 28 billion for 17 million customers and Joburg Water has got an arrears of 23 billion for six and a half customers. So you can see straight away where the problem lies. The, the problem lies entirely with municipality. But this is a national problem. It's not just a Joburg problem, it's a national problem. Indeed. And it takes decades to build up. It doesn't you know, build up overnight. What we have also is we have a system that is running dry. Now these, uh, and I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible, these delivery networks, so the, the retailer is the city, the municipality, the wholesaler is Randwater or another water board. Now, so the retailer has, um, so Johannesburg has about 10,800 kilometers of water pipe work, 10,800. And, and this is typical, there's nothing wrong with it, it's typical for that amount of population. And that pipe work is designed to last 30 to 40 years if it is maintained mm-hmm. um, at the heightened level. It isn't, money has not been put into, South Africa's arrears is 900 billion rand in 2018. So you can see straight away where the problem lies. It lies in underinvestment, and principally at local government level. It doesn't mean the water boards are off the hook completely, but what we have here is the system is designed, I'll get back, it's designed to 
operate in a wet fashion. It's unlike electrons in a cable that can go on and off. Water systems cannot go off. And what we're doing now, because of a decrepit system and because of load shedding, because we need energy to pressurize the system, and the systems are not designed for load shedding. Um, you know, the, the, the water systems are embedded in the city's um, uh, network of roads, yeah. of electricity, of houses and industry and parks and government buildings and the like. So it's embedded in there. You cannot load shed the one without load shedding the other. Rainwater is different. It's on a different circuit for some of it, directly to ESCO for some of its um, systems. Yeah. So what happens so, so, is... So, so Lira, just quickly, when would we have sure. probably just realized that we are in fact in a, or heading for trouble or in a spot of bother? Because by the time we start talking about it, it, it makes the news, it, the, the problem didn't arise now. It has been, it has been coming. How, how, how long ago do, do you think we, we, we were aware um, of, of these issues, of the lack of, of investment and, and of course the, the infrastructure are also, also struggling. 2002, 20 years ago, and major companies in the water industry disinvested in 2002, mm. including the company I was running at the time, which was established uh, just after the, the, yeah, the First World War. So it started in 2002. It, it's funny that it's actually exactly two decades. And, and the reason why we had to shut our businesses down, because two-thirds of our business was reliant on government work, and government had stopped spending at the rate it needed to spend. So we've known this for 20 years, but, you know, society, generally speaking, only reacts when the taps run dry, when yeah. electricity goes off. We, 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 and that's a, not a sad thing, it's a global thing. We are reactive as a society. So we've known this for a long time, and I believe that our governments are going to be elected in the future based on water and energy services. So what we've got at the moment, we've got old infrastructure, We've got electrical, uh, the electrical system has collapsed. It's not collapsed, it has collapsed. 50% of Eskom's fleet is really not able to stay up for more than a couple of days a week. And now we've got the water system that is vulnerable and is running dry despite the dams being full. So we've, and we've got hot weather. So we, and this hot weather is gonna happen more and more with climate change. So we have a perfect storm. So only small things will collapse uh, the system. But once it starts going dry, sure. it collapses exp exponentially. So instead of four outages a week, you're going to get 16 next week, and you get 16 times 16 the week afterwards. This is unfortunate because the water systems are not designed to run dry. So we can so do what we want. We have to be, we have to be, <clears throat> we don't consume too much water. Those numbers are, 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 not, are not true. Um, if you take Randwater's number and divide it by the consumers, uh, they, they, what, you see what Randwater is saying is we deliver 4,600 megaliters a day, and what we do divided by 17 million customers. You can't do that. They don't deliver to 17 million. They deliver to the municipalities. Mm. If you look what's delivered to the consumers, you minus 2,000 megaliters a day of the 4,600. That's 40%. And then if you take 10 to 20% off for commerce, government, and industry, we are way, we're about 30% below the global average. So the, the, the problem doesn't reside with the consumer, although the consumer needs, we need to all tighten our belts if we can and where we can, like we do with, with energy, but the problem is not with the consumer. It is entirely with the, 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 the service provider that distributes the water at retail level. Yeah, just on the point on on you know consumers needing to come to the party here, we hear it with uh, with energy as well that we must we must play our part. And it seems as though when there is a crisis and those responsible are not quite sure what to do, throw it to throw it to the consumers when when clearly the the issue is elsewhere. In, in thirty seconds, Lira, what will it in fact take for us to, uh, if, if we can at all, really avert an, an even an, an even massive, much more massive crisis here? It's unfortunately unfolding as we speak nationally. <clears throat> Nelson Mandela Bay, and now Joburg, and um, 
what, what we need to do is we need to put more money into the system and we need to make sure it gets into the system and nowhere else. We need to um, simplify our procurement rules. They are far too complex. It takes two to three years to get a tender through. By then, uh, the, uh, nobody's interested. So we need to change the way we do things, the yeah. way we procure things, and we have to sweat more money out of the system and we have to drive the economy up to be able to lubricate our basic services requirements. That's the important part. These are symptoms of a failed economy. So we need to get the economy going, and the economy can't do it without water and, and, and energy. So it's, 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 it's a nexus we have to operate in, yeah. and we have to drive economic policy, we have to drive efficiencies and the likes. That's going to be the solution, and be cautious in what we use within reason. Water Chamber CEO Leroy Benoit, thank you very much for your time with us uh, this morning.